Best Book Bits podcast brings you Graham Eisner, one of the world's leading experts in referrals and the author of the book, Just Ask, Seven Steps to Unlock the Power of Clients, Generate Referrals and Double Your Business. Graham, thanks for being on the show. Brilliant. Mike, good to be here. Thanks for having me. No worries. Now, take us back to starting with uh, Goldman Sachs back in the ni- uh, back in the 1990 as a private client relationship uh, manager, developing a methodology for referrals from clients, internal partners, and uh, intermediaries that made you one of the most successful sales professionals. Can you talk a little bit about uh, your story there and how it unfolded? Sure. So for me, it was always about where was the easiest client to find. Um, and from existing clients, what I knew is that within Goldman Sachs themselves, there were so many partners that um, had great personal relationships or through their business lines knew um, very prominent people. So for me, I, I basically got to know as many of them as I could. And they, they were like my best client because I need to get their trust in the same way I got the trust of a client in order to introduce me to a friend or someone there that they knew for business. Um, so that was something I did extensively there. Um, and also in order to build the business um, within private clients, I was always looking for the, that intermediary that had a similar client base. So for me in private clients, that was the lawyer or accountant um, or trustee and getting to know them, but also being very, very focused. Um, you know, often we can try and meet as many people as we can, have lunches, etc., and talk about lots of things. But I was always tried to be very, very focused um, and drill it down to how can I help them? How can I be entrepreneurial for them in order to try and find them business and think laterally for them um, and in, in order to build our relationship and then obviously receive a referral from that side. Yeah, it makes sense. So is that how it all started for you? Obviously getting thrown into the deep end and saying, go find clients or, um, you know, being a, a private client relationship manager, was was that the sort of the role at, at Goldman? Was that right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, my role was I had the Goldman card behind me, which was fantastic to get out there and find clients. And I... I just knew it was about um, just thinking as laterally as I could um, and, uh, you know, using the resources that I had at my, at my disposal to try and build that client base. And where, where was the easiest client I could find? And um, how did that unfold? Then you became a, a trainee yourself within the, within the company. Is that correct? Or- yeah, so um, you start as a trainee for a couple of years and then you then you move into the private client area and then you, you're basically out there trying to build your business. Um, and it has evolved since then when I was doing it, um, but that was how it worked in, the, in those times. And then you started your own consultancy, is that, is, is that right? Uh, focusing on wealth advisory sector and other professional service industries, you train and mentor salespeople and teams how to increase, uh, increase referrals. Exactly. So basically, I left uh, I left Goldman Sachs, but actually, in the last three years there, I did also run the training program, um, which you know evolved all my skills around sort of mentoring and, and training, etc. And then when I left, I set up my own firm, which was to really you know help in this particular area of finding clients because that, that that that's my strength, um, and uh, and that was you know really to be as you know defined as possible, hence in the private client area. Uh, or in other professional services, where it was quite obvious that there were, there were so many great referral opportunities, but perhaps people didn't just didn't use them, didn't look for them, and then working with uh, other entrepreneurs or sales teams in other industries. 
and uh, talk a little bit about the book. When did it come out and what was the motivation for writing it? Was it just a, a point going, I've done all this work and all decades of experience and with referrals, let, let me sort of uh, now put it into a book. Was, was that sort of the reason? Yeah, I mean, you know, over the years, this is the main thing I focused on. So I've picked up, you know, a lot of ideas, a lot of um, mindsets that held people back and really seen the evolution of really some great salespeople and, and people that maybe are not such great salespeople, but really on both sides, no one really using referrals. And uh, it was clear to me that the world out there can take advantage of this subject. So I just need to put it into to a book, which took a couple of years, um, but also with the recognition that it, it didn't, it wasn't just for the professional services world. I mean, really this is for anyone who has a selection of clients that should be asking for referrals from those clients. It's not, it's not necessarily on the digital side. It is people that know people, that meet people face to face, but everyone can increase their business um, from a one man band right up to, you know, five sales people to a team of 20 to a team of 100 or 1,000. Uh, and hence, put it together in a book, and uh, I'm quite excited about, yeah, the outcome is good. Yeah, let's deep dive into it. I read the book recently, and it's fantastic. So for people out there saying, what's the book? Well, it's called Just Ask, Seven Simple Steps to Unlock the Power of Clients, Generate Referrals, and Double Your Business. Um, the, the biggest model of the book is if, if you don't ask, you don't get, um, which is you know, it's, it's crazy. Uh, in the book, some of the notes I took was, you know, client referrals provide numerous advantages over other methods for generating business. They're low effort, uh, yet high financial reward for you and your business. It's a high hit ratio, low anxiety and faster results as well. Can you talk a little bit about uh, how it starts with, you know, why, why should we ask in um, sort of part one? Don't hold back and, and why ask? Sure. So, there's a lot of anxiety about going get to get business from everyone, from salespeople, from managers, from leaders. And you know what I view is that right in front of you are just so many great opportunities. It's virtually like taking a deep breath, being calm and recognizing that right in front of all of us, we have so many opportunities and we just need to have the confidence that we can actually bring in business from those clients or from those other areas. Um, and so... For me, the, 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 the first part and you know, why you use referrals is that we, a lot of people will go and spend a lot of money on trying to bring in new business. They might go and buy other salespeople. They might even buy a company to bring in a lot of new potential clients. They might go and spend a lot of money on advertising. They'll obviously increase everything on social media. Um, they'll take out for dinners and they'll lunch and they'll dine. And they'll spend hours on trying to, uh, get, get to get to know a bunch of new people. But as I say, really in front of you are just so many great opportunities. Um, and as you mentioned, you know, what are the advantages of that? Once you start bringing in a referral culture into your business, it's it's a networking effect. You know, if I bring in, if I ask someone for a referral, they know that's how I build my business by asking for a referral. And of course, the person that comes in knows that's how I bring my business in. So it's just an extension of that. Um, by asking for referrals, it's a much quicker procedure to close a client because there's a, already a warm introduction. So you get past all that initial initial part of trying to uh, trying to close a client. It's quicker. It's there's less uh, pricing pressure on your on your business when you're getting in a referral. Um, and it's much more enjoyable for you because you can really see clearly where your new clients are going to come from if you're methodical about it and clear about it and how you actually approach it. So it's just a, it's just a fantastic way to build your business and it's right there for everyone to take advantage of if we feel confident. And, and I also truly recognize why people don't do it. It's not, you know, it isn't, um, it, it's, 
it is there is a secret to it, uh, a sort of a secret thing that people aren't using. But I do understand why. It's um, I can go into that a little bit if you'd like. Yeah, please, yeah, do. So, if, if for people, it feels like it's going to be an uncomfortable conversation to have. You know, they've known this client. It feels like they're taking something from a client. They feel, you know, they've got a relationship. The, cl- the relationship's supposed to be about the client, and now they're taking something back from the client. That can feel uncomfortable. Um, there are sort of psychological issues that might be coming into our own minds about why we don't want to ask. We we just ourselves don't feel we, we feel it's uh it's in, it, it's intimidating or it's impinging on a client. So therefore, we don't want to go there. Um, we even forget to ask if even we plan to ask or we've got so many reasons in our head that will be holding us back from asking yeah yeah it makes sense some of the notes i took from that was um you talked about sort of a culture first and it and it does start from the top so if you're working in an organization that that champions referrals and actually encourages that and helps you set up the systems and methodologies to actually do that um then obviously that's going to be a main part of their business but if you work in a culture that doesn't really champion that and sort of goes oh go do it by yourself or whatever you're not going to be sort of motivated as much as depending working on that culture um one of the great quotes you put in the book is about mark zuckerberg which we know is a the ceo of facebook uh he said people influence people nothing influences people more than a recommendation from a trusted friend a trusted referral uh influences people more than the best broadcast message a trusted referral is the holy grail of advertising what do you have to say about that graham I just think it's so, so true. It's right. It's, it's a heartfelt comment and we've all experienced it. We've all experienced it. If someone recommends someone to you, you're, you're, you're right there on accepting, on listening, if you respect that person. And that's, that's the way it happens. And it, it, it is quite a simple philosophy, but we have to have the confidence to be able to do it. And that, I admit, I know takes some time, but if we get into the sort of mold of feeling we can ask, we'll, we'll, we'll get on that train. Yeah. Let's go back to your, um, when you started with Goldman as well. So one of your emphasis was to bring in uh, very wealthy people as clients and your focus was always on the, the easiest and most powerful uh, way to find a new prospect and, and where referrals came from. Uh, can you talk about sort of um, uh, that experience as well and, and what you did those early stages to go out there and, and bring in new business through referrals? Yeah. So some, some of it, I, I was referring to it in terms of um, Where's the easiest place? And so I, as I said, I mean, I, I know that internal partners, new people, um, and you know. So, for example, the, the the head of Europe was new, came to um, uh, came to start at Goldman Sachs, very very senior position, and you know, within two days, I knocked on his door um, because. Quite frankly, of course, he knew a lot of people, but of course, he also needs to know and be educated and learn about our our area. So I took it upon myself to introduce the area, also to bring up the head of our area to introduce it in in as professional a way as we could that that gains the trust. Um, Because when someone's going to introduce a friend, they have to feel very, very comfortable. It doesn't matter who they are. And even though they represent the firm, we need to do that in that way. So that that was my always my philosophy. And to be honest, that's always my philosophy in, in any way that. I then tried to um, get a client from someone. It was to be as professional as possible, um, and 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 also to to ensure that I could help them in some way as well. So that was sort of one route um, to, as I said, to really uh, approach many, 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 many senior people. Um, 
And of course, it was uh, asking existing clients for referrals, which is something that I just um, did and, and then have trained on, um, and then approaching as many intermediaries that I, that I could um, and getting to know other internal people within Goldman Sachs who, who could help us. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great, um, great breakdown as well, and it all comes back to you know having the idea to ask and, and doing it from a professional point of view, but also having a methodology behind it as well, like a method to the madness. You don't just go out there and ask people, "Hey, would you refer business to me?" No, no, no it's a systematic breakdown, which we'll go through it uh, in the chapters. Uh, chapter three also talk about you know why people don't ask, and we sort of touched on that before with anxiety. I like the quote you put in there about the importance of um, for what you want is summed up by Nora Roberts, who's an author of more than 220 uh, novels. She wrote, if you don't go after what you want, you'll never have it. If you don't ask, the answer is always no. If you don't step forward, you're always in the same place. Um, you also talk about salespeople only ask for referrals from 20% of their clients when in fact 60% of their clients would actually be happy to offer them as well. Um, can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it's exactly it's exactly that. I mean, most people, if you, if you had 100 salespeople in front of you, most people are not really asking for referrals. If they do, they definitely are only asking for around 20% of their clients. And they'll give you many, many reasons why they're not asking for more. So that figure of 60% of clients want to help you, they really do want to help you. It's just in our head that we think they don't. There are so many reasons why we think they don't. We just make so much up about what the client is thinking. So really, they want to help. And we know that. The world is about helping each other. We, we do want to help. And plus, all those people, all those clients, all those suppliers, all those intermediaries, they're people out there building their businesses as well. And they've also asked. So it's, uh, you know, it's statistic, but it's, it's really true. Yeah, uh, some of the reasons you, you put down in the book why people don't ask, and, and you talk about the the subconscious fear of rejection. Uh, we forget to ask. Uh, mindsets that ask uh, that mindsets that stop us asking and overcoming negative mindsets as well, and then also mindsets that are holding us back from from asking for referrals as well. Do you want to expand on any of those? Yeah. So this is this is the first major block. If people could just get past this block and realize that none of them need to hold them back. And that's what I like to do when I'm sort of training people. I, I really say, all right, let's just list, let's first of all think concisely. Let's think of your, your top possible referral opportunities or your top 20 clients or your uh, top seven intermediary people. And let's think of what is the reason that you might put down that's holding you back from asking. So that might mean something like, well, I think they'll give me a referral or uh, it feels a bit too salesy. It feels a bit too pushy. I don't think they really know anyone or uh, they, I haven't known them long enough in this relationship or I've, I know this person, I know they know so many people that I just would, wouldn't know where to start. Um, I'm too young or they're not connected. Um, they're too old. They're, they're not entrepreneurial. The reasons are very large. And for all those, they're not really very, they, they don't have to be the case. So for example, is it salesy? Well, it depends how one asks. It's not salesy because actually it's very, very professional. This person is appreciating, enjoying the services and products of your of your firm. And for them, it's a privilege to be asked to then um, give the opportunity to someone else to also enjoy what they're enjoying. That, 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 that can be a very nice privilege to have. Um, it's an uncomfortable conversation to have. Well, how much of that uncomfort is really coming from you and what's inside you and what you're projecting on what you think is uncomfortable? Is it really uncomfortable for the client? We're, we're making that up. Um, they, they will give us a referral. Well, 
have they given you a referral? And um, what is the evidence of that? We can be waiting for that perfect moment. Does that perfect moment ever really exist? We could think that the mindset is, but the relationship isn't going on, isn't happening so well at this point. But we all know that a relationship is based on the history of that relationship. And the last month or two months where something might have happened really isn't so important. So we need to you know, expand our mind and think holistically and larger about the situation and recognize that actually that client is happy with the relationship and it doesn't matter what's been going on the last month for, to hold us back for asking for a referral. Um, we can often be thinking what the client is thinking and why the client may not want to give us a referral. But we, we're making so much up in our mind and so much of that is both conscious making it up and also it's coming from the subconscious. Some of our insecurities are coming up and they hold us back from asking. So multiple um, mindsets, but really none of them need to be holding you back. Perhaps the only couple that may would be if there's something very bad has gone on with the relationship in the last month something that just you know they're angry okay fair enough that's not the moment to ask um or perhaps if you've really just known them for a week but you know another one might be someone will say i, I haven't known them for very long and then i really would challenge that. i said well how long is not knowing them for very long because i could have known someone for a month but i could have met them six times i could have been out with them Ultimately, trust is developed very quickly. And in terms of them appreciating and understanding the quality of your firm and what it does, that can also happen very quickly. So there are so many different parameters to it. To, to generalize to, against a whole selection of clients and make assumptions doesn't make any sense. But if we, if we, what I like to suggest is really take every person very individually, really thoughtfully about each individual client. Where does that person sit? How long have I known this person? What's our relationship? What do they think of the firm? What have they appreciated of the USPs of the values of my firm and of me, of our interactions? Where is that particular relationship in the right moment to possibly ask for a referral? And they're all so different. And ultimately, the conclusion would be actually I can ask everyone and then it's about asking in a way that is professional and it doesn't need to come across as salesy or pushy in any way at all it can be really really professional yeah one of the segues to that where you talk about in the book I'm a massive data person and 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 love spreadsheets you talk about creating a a worksheet and create a, a prioritized client referral list I think we should all should do that as well and I'll just go through some of the steps you talk about client number one you should put clients uh, who trust and like you the most and then number two most valuable clients in terms of revenue so the people bringing you actually revenue number three clients with the most um most potential regardless of revenue as well. And then four, clients who have referred a prospect to you before. And then five, clients whom you know are networked and uh, very well connected. Uh, we'll touch on that again. And then last number six, clients who for some reason have benefited from your firm's resources, values, and USPs as well. So talk about the, the importance of putting together sort of a worksheet of a, a client referral list. So I think if people are going to take referrals seriously, which I really hope everyone does, I think it's to go into a room and map out all the people that you know, and one can start with clients. So let's just start with clients, and then we look at some of those categories. And what I'm helping people or hoping people will do is to start thinking a little you know, deeply about those clients and seeing where they fit in that someone trusting you and liking you, we know that. We, we know those ones who do that. And we know that they will be receptive to helping you. So that, that's a really big and fundamental one. And if we've got a whole list of clients there, it doesn't have to take very long to just put the, the list in there. You know, that could be 5, 10, 20, 30, depending on how big your client list is. Now, of course, 
What you also want with a referral is you want a high quality referral. And we'll come on to that later of, I think, you know, how we get that. But we do want a high quality referral. And of course, we would like a client that replicates the quality of an, 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 an initial client. So therefore, when I put the, you know, high revenue one, well, it would be great to get another one with a high revenue or a potential of a high revenue. So I'm trying to get people to just... Um, create a matrix, complete some important parameters uh, of clients that would go up the list where I'm then going to be starting to ask referrals first. Yeah, yeah, makes makes complete sense. Um, recently, I had an experience of giving a referral myself, obviously reading your book this week. It's been a, a fantastic book. I myself was tuning into Referral FM. So instead of asking for referrals, I was talking to a friend of mine who is building a pool and um, he can't get a builder to come out to build the pool because everyone's busy for the next six to 12 months. And then in my head, I was like, I spoke to a pool builder two months ago and then I contacted the friend who had the contact of the friend to get his number. I gave him a call. I did a warm introduction and gave that person the details through there. So as the, the analogy I sort of got from that or the, was tuning in to referrals and not just asking for them but but giving them out as well and and finding ways that you can add value to other people too so i think it's really clever that we walk around with that referral sort of mindset uh through there and and how that's so important as well yeah because i think that that is that that is absolutely a great point because um how can we help other people I have a chapter in the book which is about how to make the referral as easy as possible for people. And one of those is, well, how can I be helping um, the client or helping the person I'm going to ask for a referral for their business or for them personally? You know, what is it I could be doing for them? Um, that enhances the relationship, solidifies the relationship. So that helps get in the referral. But I think also what you're alluding to is just getting this mindset of giving referrals, asking for referrals getting the muscles going. We all know that just by getting muscles going, we start to do these things more and it just becomes more natural. So yeah, they, great point. That's great. Uh, yeah, moving on in the next chapter, you talk about making it easier to ask for referrals. And I'll just go through some of the steps. So I like these little images. Number one is manage your time effectively, which is number one. Number two is improve client services. So obviously if you're managing your time correctly, um, you're gonna have time to be asking for referrals. But number two, improving your client service. So thinking about, hey, if I look after this customer really, really well, I'll have the opportunity to be uh, asked for a referral. Number three, be proud of your USB. So find out what your unique selling points are and, and champion those points as well. And then number four, practice positive thinking, which we'll jump into too, which is hugely important. And number five is sort of use your buddy as well uh, to help sort of monitor the progress. So yeah, jumping in through there, do you want to um, do you want to add or expand on any of those points? Yeah, so um, I think it's really, uh, well, certainly the, the positive thinking one is, is, a, is a key one because we do have, in a majority of us, a sort of negative psychology towards asking for referrals. There are just, our minds take over us. You know, that's what's going on in so many minds, in so many ways, in personal life and business life. And we can turn that around by giving positive statements to ourselves uh, around referrals. Um, and we can practice those. And I, I do highlight some, you know, in the book, um, which people could literally, if you in, in, input those into um, a day and what you'll think about referrals, the answers will become positive rather than saying something like, oh, 
I just find asking for referrals really difficult. If you change that around to why, why would referrals be such a positive thing for my business, your mind automatically will give you positive answers rather than taking you down the negative, negative spiral of answers. So they're very simple things to do that can give you the positive psychology. In terms of um, time management, it's an interesting one because most people are really busy and they're just always frantic and trying to accomplish so much and depending on what business you're in and what industry you're in you're often just feeling overwhelmed with maybe it's paperwork or organizing clients or many many things but if we can view referrals being a really important thing and um, if we can look at our business and look at how we organize our time and try and ma manufacture that to save time, to be clever with what we're doing. So maybe it's contracting out. Maybe it's uh, identifying what my role is within the team. Um, but really saving myself 10% of my time and then I'm allocating that to referrals and being quite firm about when I'm going to think about referrals and start carrying that out and executing it that will start to really help you. Um, and of course, um, managing the client relationship in the, in, the way, in the best way possible that it helps you when you do ask for a referral, we're all trying to make our relationships um, as well as we can, I mean, that's you know, a natural thing. But if I think of it from a referral point of view and I've identified and highlighted this number of people I'd really like to approach, then I think it's about sitting back, all right, what could I do with this client that could actually make this relationship better? What really could I focus on? Am I delivering as much of the resources? What is it that I'm lacking? What, what could make it? And that all these things don't need to take very long. I could work that out in 10 or 15 minutes if I really thought about it. Maybe I do brainstorm with someone else, the buddy that I'm working with. And then that, that part about having a buddy in all this is that, uh, you know, a buddy helps you to uh, think about these scenarios, laterally think, challenge, explore, um, keep you accountable, help you to work through not only making the, prior, the referral priority list, but later on, you know, we'll, we'll talk about actually executing and following up and helping you decide and decipher, have you actually done what you said you were going to do? Yeah, the, the buddy system is it's really important as well, and I'll give you a couple stories. So, I had a, a buddy of mine that we used to work back in my sales career. Um, we used to buddy up and do follow up calls. So, I would call his clients, he would call my clients to follow up as a different uh, representative in the company to get, um, I, I think, to get the correct answer from the client of what we were seeking. So, sometimes a client might fluff you around, but they will give honest, um, they'll tell you they're going to purchase or where they're at with a, another person from the organization as well. So, we used to buddy up in that sense and do some follow-ups. Um, probably a decade ago, I used to send out hundreds of letters a month, uh, personal letters to clients as well to, to for asking for referrals, but also to find out where, where they're at in their current business as well. So yeah, just systematically uh, making time to invest in the future with your client base is absolutely huge. And a lot of these clients were actually previous clients from other people who left the organization. So that's also important as well. And following up, you know, what they're called orphan customers in, in, uh, in certain industries as well, which is a, a massive client base. But yeah, moving on, um, also you talk about, obviously we touched on the values and the USPs of your firm, um, talking about what sort of sets your firm apart. But you can also talk about, hey, what sets me apart inside my firm or inside my industry and sector? What makes me different as well? And how can I, how can I serve um, the customer at a higher level? Uh, is there anything you want to add on that about how you can set yourself apart in your organization or industry? Yeah, no, I think the 
It's interesting. Whenever I gave sort of workshop training around the subject of values or USPs, if I'm honest, often people don't actually fully know what the values and USPs of their company are, not in a very clear uh, and uh, direct way. And it's super important because ultimately, if we really feel the values and the USPs, the history, you know, what is it, what sets us out from the marketplace and we really appreciate them, that obviously increases our level of pride in the business that we're working with. And when we actually ask for that referral, it comes much more from the heart. Because as I said earlier, you know, if I really feel very valued with the company that I'm with, this other person who's going to get referred, they 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 should introduce this person because it is a real privilege to work with us. Um, and and in, in terms of, of your point of um, feeling, you know, the value of yourself within the business, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's super important as well, sort of recognizing how you can uh, set yourself apart um, and offer your clients a very uh, excellent service um, in the ways that work for you, and you'll know that. And it's very, it's very important to define that within yourself to give yourself that confidence. Yeah, makes sense. And um, let's say you've, you've got the referral now. So, what do you do now in terms of holding the hand of the client who's sort of given you the referral? Uh, once you've been given the referral, how do you make the client feel comfortable about the process? Yeah, so that, that that's something that I also would like to do in in the process of. Um, before I've even got the referral is is just question how this person would like to be kept up with the situation. Um, you know, obviously it's most likely confidential what's going to happen with this new referred client. So there's not we're not breaking any confidentiality. But um, it's very important that uh, if a conversation with this new referred client, maybe there's something that doesn't go as well. That can happen. Um, again, addressed very professionally, but I would also want to be keeping note up with my with the person that made the referral. If I was given a referral, I absolutely immediately would be um, thanking the person that gave me the referral. Um, and I would, between them both, uh, establish w- w- what would be useful to for one to know about the other in obviously a confidential way. And quite often, it's, not, it's nothing. They often would just go, no, it's a pleasure I gave you that referral. Don't worry, you just go ahead and, and work with that client, with my friend, with my colleague in the way that you would as normal, and we don't need to have anything. But I think exploring it, just getting it out on the cable is an important thing. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, moving on to Chapter 5, you talk about improving your confidence, and a lot of people don't realize that you know the body language we use when asking referrals uh, can be overlooked as well. Um, can you expand a touch on sort of, you know, body language, uh, you know, improving your confidence and, and helping yourself sort of, you know, lowering stress and, you know, smiling and breathing, you know, help, helping all those things. Yeah. What are some tips and tricks we can do to improve our confidence? So the first thing I would say is about how we choreograph a meeting. So often people go into a meeting without actually thinking about how that meeting is going to go. You know, where am I going to sit? Where are they going to sit? Uh, what do I want to achieve in that meeting? And how much time do I have? And who's coming to that meeting? And where do I want to be in that meeting after 50 minutes, after half an hour? Have I asked how long that meeting is? Because if I'm planning to ask for a referral in a calm and, and, and a way that comes natural in the meeting, I need to be knowing what I'm trying to achieve in that meeting, what, I've, what, what has been achieved and when I can be asking for that referral. So, so that's a really important part before I've even walked in um, and now let's let's assume that, that that's going to have helped my anxiety in my in my meeting and and help me to uh, get over the negative mind that's going to be going, oh I'm just I haven't got time to ask for this referral or I need to cover this but if I've planned that meeting really strategically and cleverly I have time and asking for referral only takes about a couple of minutes um, 
when I'm going to ask for a referral, I often like to suggest it shouldn't be at the end of the meeting because that feels like it's kind of just taking something from a client. I like it to either be around 75% of the meeting or there will just be a very perfect time to ask. Maybe they've suddenly talked about how well it's been working with us or the feedback's been really good. There'll be, maybe there's a perfect time or maybe I need to engineer it. And, and to be fair, I recognize that this is something because it hasn't been done by people before. Maybe it feels like this is just, just a bit uncomfortable. When am I going to do it? How am I going to do it? So this is I would suggest if we do all the bits before it, we've made the client's client relationship as strong as it can be. Um, I've really thought out how I'm going to ask, who I'm, who I'm going to ask them possibly for. Um, and I know roughly when I do it, I can be much calmer. And then when I actually ask for the referral, if I am feeling a bit anxious, um, it is, that's no problem at all. We can help that by just bringing ourselves back to being present in that meeting. It could be some internal breaths. It could be tapping your feet. It could be holding, tapping your hands or touching your ear or something which is going to bring you back in the present moment. Nothing the client needs to see, but that can help. Um, and then as I'm asking, it's also important in terms of the position. You know, I, I, I don't want to be asking just sort of leaning forward. I don't want to, I want to come across with that professional sitting upright, looking at them in the eye. And when I'm asking, it's not looking left or right. It's looking at the eye softly, professionally, feeling that pride in my business, in my company, in what I'm asking. And that will come across in your body language. Yeah, thank you for uh, unpacking that. Um, yeah, it makes complete sense. Let's jump into the mechanics of sort of how to ask for referrals. You talk about uh, a seven-step plan, and I'll go through some of the steps first, and then we can unpack each step. So number one, you talk about doing your homework, okay? We're going to talk about number two, which is finding that bridge line. And then number three, ask for only one name, okay? Number four, you qualify the referral. Five, listen to the client's response. Six, prepare for your uh, prepare your client, and then seven, follow up effectively as well. Let's talk about sort of number one, uh, doing your homework, being pre- um, you know by preparation for the referral. You're asking to think about sort of the perfect referral as well. Can you expand on sort of uh, doing the homework first? Yeah. So for each client. Um, we've had a relationship with them. We know we've, we might have spoken about a perfect referral in a meeting before, or we know what, what they do and how they do it. Maybe they're on another board of other businesses, or maybe they're on, in a charity, or by looking a little bit of LinkedIn or their history, we just see who maybe the perfect client would be. So that's, you know, it's five or 10 minutes work to think about and to look at it, and we find that perfect client. So that would be the first place to start. And uh, number two, finding the bridge line. What is the bridge line and sort of how do we find it? So what I don't suggest is just that we just say, is there someone that you could help me, you could help introduce me to? What I think is really important is to warm someone up, is to help them realize and recognize where the relationships come from, the depth of the relationship. People's, the client's mind is also quite sort of succinct to that moment. And we want to open that mind up for them to realize where it's come from. So uh, some of those routes, which I suggest to, act as a bridge line, which acts as a first part to asking for referral, might be asking for feedback from the, 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 the whole relationship, not just the last month, the holistic relationship since we started, the feedback, the service, the trust, what sort of things we've been doing together. One would expand that depending on the industry you're in. And then the response to that, which we think will be positive, you know, then it's very, very natural to go, well, that, that's exactly, you know, I'm glad you said that. I was thinking that, you know, I'd love to ask your help on one thing. So it's a natural way to ask for a referral after that. Or it could be talking about the history of the relationship where I would literally, I could talk about 
what, where that relationship started, what the parameters were to develop that relationship, what we were aiming for three years, five years, one year, whenever it was again, and where we are today. And, uh, and then turn it over to the client who would very likely agree with that and, uh, you know, act positively. And that's, you know, I'm, you know, it's been a very deep relationship we've had. And it, it does, it does let me ask you, I'd love to ask you what your help on one thing. So again, it leads very nicely into that. Or it could be um, referring to the USPs or values that we know that they've appreciated with this with this relationship and highlighting some of them. And this is some of the preparation that comes first. What is it this client's really appreciated, which it could be many, and alluding to some of those. And then again, using that as a way in, which is, you know, I'd love to ask your help on one thing. Um, or it could be about the fact that there's some spare capacity in the business now. Um, and what we've decided to do is just ask some of our you know, most favored clients, the ones that we feel we're very close to, we'd love to ask the help on one thing. I'd love to ask that help on one thing for you today, if I could, Michael. So, so we find a bridge line that, that, that then um, introduces naturally and professionally asking for referral. And I like how you use the word one because the next step number three is to ask about sort of asking for only one name instead of saying do you have a list or do you know people you're literally just saying hey just one thing uh do you know one person and they might give you one and they might say hey i've got three but if you're just asking for one at least then they're tuning into who's that one person i know right now or very soon that would be interested in in your product or service or company as well so yeah step three is uh asking for one um and then moving on to step four qualifying the referral how would you qualify the referral what are the steps to do that so, so I suppose in a way, three and four go together. So I'm, I'm going to ask for one. And exactly as you said, it's much easier for a client to think about one name. But then I really want to get a great referral. So that's where I need to qualify it. I need to be brave. And I really need to ask what exactly I'm looking for. So it depends, obviously, which industry you're in. But you'll know what that right client is. And a lot of this is about being brave. We're being brave the whole time, even starting to ask for referrals being brave. But now we're getting even a little bit braver because we want to get a great referral. So I'm going to be really specific. And that client happy for you to be specific it's much easier just to go is there one is there one person but it, it it's actually much better to just go a little bit deeper and say exactly what you're looking for yeah it makes a lot of sense i mean if you think about it this way there's so many organization companies where a cold lead might come through but imagine that lead came to you warmly and and this is the whole this is the whole idea we want to get to the client before the client calls that company that service or reaches out to someone else in their network and say hey do you know someone in xy industry that can help me out so you're actually losing business to other great salespeople who have a great referral network and actually champion uh, referrals versus yourself who might not have planted the seed in that network or later on you find out that someone else has been giving clients to someone else just because they didn't think that you were in the position to receive referrals so again it's putting yourself out there of not just asking for referrals but constantly giving business to your network as well i just wanted to jump on that a little bit um anyway jumping back to step number five you talk about listening to the client's responses how important is to listen to understand where, where that client's at so it's really important because that client has just been asked and they're going to probably say a couple of things or either can say, <clears throat> yeah, Michael, that's interesting. Yeah, I'd like to help you on that. Let, let me think about that. Now, 
that by some people could be seen as a sort of negative, a sort of a forward, but really it doesn't have to be seen that way. That That's just what's going on in your mind. So my response to that would be, no, absolutely, Michael. Well, look, really appreciate it. Thanks very much. Think about it. I've got to come back to you in this meeting, from this meeting in about 10 days about X and Y. Can I ask you then if who you've thought of, that one name? That'd be really appreciated. So that's important. Or the other part to it might be, yeah, you know what? There is someone. Now, you'd be amazed how many people just don't follow that up. But that's the point where we then need to follow it up. So oh, that's brilliant. Would you mind if I ask who you're thinking about and ask a couple of questions about that person? So that's the listening. It's really important to listen and to respond. Yeah. And I like what you said about following up. Following up is so important. And, you know, a lot of people, salespeople don't follow up and I've been guilty of it in the past as well. And we just get into these lazy habits or, or when they're ready, they'll come back to me. Uh, if they go to referral, they'll give it to me. We, we assume all these things uh, mentally, but um, as Peter Drucker says in, in the book, you've got a great little quote there that uh, strategy is a commodity. Execution is an art. We need to be executing um, our particular art as well. And just a side note, you know, prospects are already 50% sold by the fact that, you know, they've been referred by someone else who trusts us uh, implicitly as well. Um, yeah, so really, really great stuff uh, uh, following up, which you spoke about. Moving on to sort of uh, chapter 10, you're sort of asking for referrals for yeah. intermediaries. So what do you mean? What do you mean by that? So how do we sort of expand the network with intermediaries? Can I just quickly just just give you the, the step six? Very yeah, quickly, oh, sorry. Just because, of course you can. Yeah. No, 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 no. There's a reason for it. Just because I actually this is uh, this is super important. This lot, This is about like I would say thirty percent of the success of it. So now they they want to give me that referral, but now I have to manufacture. I have to ensure that they're going to actually do it. And I don't want them just to give me a number. I don't want them to give me an email. I don't want them to set up a drink. What I really want to do is I want to call them or meet them and suggest they should introduce that person to me um, and say something about the values and USP they've experienced and basically set up the fact that they're going to um that are actually going to meet me and one line i like to use there is you know what's been really powerful for me is if you could or what's worked really well for me in the past would be if you could so that's a really really important thing and going back to you what you just said about execution that's the full execution that's the full circle i've listened i've set up the fact that and i've been brave here again i've manufactured they are actually going to ask and then the that last one as you said was about following up giving myself that option if in a week's time they haven't come back I've said in that meeting, if I haven't heard from you in a week, so I know how busy you are, do you mind if I give you a little nudge to, to make that referral that you said you would? But going now into your point about intermediaries. So, you know, my, my point is about referrals is that it's coming from so many different places. Yes, it can come from existing clients, but there are so many other people that can give us referrals. There are suppliers that have known us for years. I was in the banking world and private clients. So that meant that lawyers, accountants, and trustees, they have client bases exactly the same as mine. Now, they're not, they've got a lot of other people asking for referrals. But what I think is really important is to be very, very uh, sort of strict and, and focused. I only want three, four or five relationships very much focus in and really think about how I can help them, how they can help me. You know, what is it um, uh, that I need to know more about their firm, th th about their client base? And if they were in a pitch, what they actually say, what do they need to know about me? Really develop that relationship and, and take it down to asking for a referral. You know, that intermediaries is such a great one to get one from. And then, of course, the other routes are where we can get referrals from are internal colleagues. You know, think about three or four great internal colleagues we could, family and friends, uh, you know, just identify a few family and friends that might know people. Again, we need to set that up in a specific way to ask for referral. Ex-colleagues, all these different routes are ways to build into the sort of prioritized referral list about who I'm going to ask for a referral. 
Yeah, and, and, and expanding on that as well, you talk about in Chapter 13, using networking to ask for referrals. So um, I run networking events and, uh, yeah, I, I love sort of meeting new people as well. But some of the hot tips you write in there is sort of preparing for the event as well. So focusing on uh, 10 people you really want to meet. Uh, which is important, and using LinkedIn uh, to obtain referrals, but also maybe doing some fact-finding missions of people who are going to the, 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 the networking event there as well. Can you talk a little bit about how one can best prepare for a networking event and obtain some referrals and new business? Yeah, so I mean, I, look, network events for many people can be just be seen as maybe either it's a waste of time or they don't perhaps they use their time as effectively. And I, I think it's about being really strategic. Um, I even used to get to know the person who was arranging the event to virtually find out who was going, really work out the five people I really wanted to meet. And now those people are not just waiting there to meet you. You have to sign up. Uh, edge up, move into a conversation. What you really want is to have, be with that person one-on-one and you don't want to stay on the conversation. You don't want to be looking like you're trying to sell anything. It's just very much giving some line or something that allows you to meet that person for a coffee at a later stage, you know, without trying to sell too much on the spot then. Um, that's my aim is to try and get, you know, five meetings from that, uh, from that networking event, being very focused about who I want to meet and prepared about who I want to be and what I'm going to say that's going to lead me to... Um, to be able to have a meeting yeah the whole idea of a networking event is to get those uh those first three things out of the way you know the like meet and trust uh you've met me hopefully you like me and let's form a, a trust and let's have a coffee to expand about sort of what you do for business what i do and see if there's any synergy there as well but um yeah let's wrap up the podcast uh through there as well the the book is amazing uh can you talk about sort of where people can find the book buy the book and, and get in touch with yourself as well graham yeah, sure, Michael. So basically, um, LinkedIn gets me uh, on my webpage. There's a contact form that would get to me um, the book uh, on Amazon. Um, just ask. And um, yeah, it would be a pleasure to meet someone that would be interested in growing referrals. Yeah, absolutely. And um, talk, uh, just touch on as well uh, with your consultancy business. Is that sort of uh, more B2B businesses or uh, do you teach people as well? Because I know you've got some um, some free to view short videos and on your methodology as well. But um, with, with your consultancy business, is that more speaking gigs with uh, larger corporations? Is that correct? Um it, it is. It is with larger corporations, um, or it doesn't have to be larger. But it, I suppose it's uh, it's with uh, it's with particularly with industries where the client is of high value. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't have a team because I feel the way I work is, is very individual. So I'm working with uh, salespeople or teams or entrepreneurs that uh, have you know high value clients. But of course, as we said, the concept of referrals works for everyone who's got businesses um, where they've got clients maybe 10 20 50 100 200 thousand but obviously i'm one person so that's mainly where i'm working yeah awesome awesome for my audience out there uh go follow graham go uh go buy the book as well uh it is absolute amazing if you're in any business of sales as i said you're sitting on a pool of clients that you don't know so if you nail referrals uh you can add an extra 30% to your business in the next 12 months, I, I believe, if you sort of champion the idea that um, yeah, most of your business is, is out there and then yeah, go after and get it and ask for referrals. So, Graham, thank you for being a guest on the Best Book Bits podcast. And, um, yeah, we'll speak to you soon. Thanks so much. Thank you, Michael. Brilliant. See you. All right, no worries.